Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Previously on The Legacy of Gaia. Then out of the darkness in the room, a voice arose. Are you sure he is the boy? Yes, Theus replied. He has to be, or all is lost. This is episode four of The Legacy of Gaia. Seeing as they were late coming out of the meeting, Rose and Hemero found themselves alone outside of the gates. Do you want me to walk you home? Hemero asked. That would be lovely, replied Rose. She took his hand and they began walking. As they started walking past the villagers, Hemero noticed people were watching them and whispering. Some were scowling and tutting, but it didn't seem to bother Rose. She was skipping on regardless. He thought it best to keep her busy talking before she'd start to notice. So, where do you live? asked Hemero. A tiny village called Dortinth, on the outskirts of Norheath. It's going to be quite a walk, I'm afraid. You don't have to come along if you don't want, but... No, I, I want to. She nodded, giggled, broke her hand away and started skipping off into the distance. Hemero laughed and caught up with her. What about you then? Where do you live? Oh, I live just outside the Valhalla, Hemero replied. Rose stopped her skipping short. Forgive me, I don't mean for you to walk me so far then. You should go home, I'll be fine. I told you. I want to, he said. Rose smiled. Well, if you insist. I'm meeting up with Finn later anyway. Oh, your friend? Yeah, he's he's more than a friend, though. He's like a brother. A real one? No. Do you have any brothers? Sisters? No, no family. They... They all died. Emma took a deep breath. Theus took me into the Valhalla when he found me. He, he brought me up, and I'm very grateful. Emma was being so matter-of-fact about it that it made Rose uneasy. Found you where? What happened? The Dark Clans attacked my village during the Great Massacre of Hulala, and my people perished. I was the only one to survive. Theus found me and took me to be trained as a, as a chosen. Hemero scratched his neck. But people here thought I was bad luck, evil, you know, a freak. They just don't like me, I guess. Rose slowly took both his hands in hers. She could feel his anxiety and this seemed to calm him down. Theus sticks up for me, though, he said. If it wasn't for him, I don't know where I'd be. The Dark Clans might have taken me if they'd found me. To think I could have been with them. Hmm, I wonder if I'd still been the same. 
Hemi, I'm... I'm sorry. She stood still and looked deep into his eyes. There was a wildness hidden deep inside them, an anger that she couldn't place. They were so wide, so inhuman, that perhaps looking into them they were reflecting back her own soul, absorbing her, breathing her in. For a moment she was frightened and took a step back. Hemera let go of her hands and she quickly snatched them back up. I'm, I'm sorry, she said. I thought I saw something. Rose could tell Hemera was about to speak and she did not have an answer for whatever he was about to say. Listen, I want you to come and have dinner with my family tonight, she said. But I... No excuses. Now, come on. Rose walked ahead and Hemero diligently followed. He was fascinated by her. Never before had he felt like this and he savoured every moment, every breath and every step. He knew he'd remember this moment forever as it was his first time that he could safely say he was happy. They had been walking for over an hour before they reached the crest of the hill overlooking Dortinth. The sun was setting and behind them they could see the orange glow shining onto the other villages they had passed and the majestic Valhalla standing above it all. It reflected the sun's last light bathing the rest of the land in its warm glow. As they looked down in front of them, they saw the colour of the sky floating along the river, making it look like a stream of fire against the bright green grass, a world ablaze. There, that one's mine. Rose pointed towards a small group of houses below them and set off down the hill. Hemro enjoyed the sensation of running downhill. He felt like the world was helping him, pushing him forward, and he could feel the rush of being alive. They laughed, and as they got to the bottom and continued to walk on, Hemero could start to feel the evening chill in the air. Aren't you cold? he asked Rose. A bit. I don't really feel the cold, he said. Do you not? Maybe it's because you have a warm heart. Maybe. Or maybe it's because I'm used to the cold. No one is used to the cold. We're not designed that way, Rose smiled gently. I guess not, but then we have to adapt. Rose didn't really know what Hemero was trying to say. She just smiled back and continued walking. What's it like? Hemero's voice broke slightly. Having a mum and dad? I mean, do you have any brothers or or sisters? Oh, it's it's wonderful. I love them both very much. I have an older sister, but she doesn't live with us anymore. She's gone to train with the Okuya. What's that? It's... Well, it's in entertainment, my mum says. I I don't really know. I do have another sister, but she... Well, she ran away. It was when I was little, so I I didn't really know her. And no one ever talks about her, so, you know, I don't ask. Rose played with the edge of her dress, lost in its pattern. Hmm, okay. I also have a grandfather. Rose suddenly perked up and dropped the hem of her dress. He fought in lots and lots of wars. Once he even found the heart of a dragon in an underground temple. He married my grandmother, who is deceased now, but she was one of the top assassins that had ever lived, apparently. Hold on, Hemo scratched his head. The heart of a dragon? (laughs) No way. What underground temple? I don't know, Hemro, it's just what he would say, Rose spoke quietly. He doesn't talk much anymore anyway, and what he does say doesn't make sense anyway. Why? I don't understand. Well, don't worry, not many do. Come on then, we're here. Hemro looked up and thought it was the most charming little building he'd ever encountered. Hemro had hardly ever been so far away from the Valhalla, and so little cottages like this one were a rarity to him. It had a small thatched roof 
and was painted a bright white that made all the colours of the different plants surrounding it seem like they were paint upon a canvas, brushing up against the walls in bold strokes with fine detail. Around him, he could hear many birds singing away in a beautiful unguided harmony, and there was a smell of freshly cooked bread coming from a nearby open window. Mom, Rose shouted as she entered. I made a new friend. This is Hemero. Hemero, this is Mum. Hi, uh, Mum. Hemero shook a soft female hand and looked up to see a warm, smiling face glowing at him. Hemero had never seen such a beautiful lady before, and with it, such long golden hair that shone like the sun. Hemero was surprised she did not turn away or make a strange face when she looked into his eyes. Instead, he noticed that her cheeks were suddenly flushed and that her eyes were so blue it looked as if he was staring straight into the centre of the ocean. She was wearing a bright yellow apron covered in flour and a red and white polka dot handkerchief holding back her hair. Hello, Hemero. Would you like something to eat? She asked. And no, thank you, he replied as he studied the inside of the room. It was cluttered, to say the least. Pots and pans hung from all around him. There were flowers and vegetables growing in any space they could find and there seemed to be endless paintings and drawings of mountains, people, food. But it was a sketch of a man sharpening his sword that really caught his eye. A bearded warrior in tatty clothes, and a sword that looked as tired and beaten as the man who brandished it. Around him was desolation, nothing but rocks and sand. Hemero thought he looked so alone and trapped, with nothing but this instrument of war to keep him company, the only thing he could trust in. Oh, do you like it? Rose's mum asked. Yes, very much. Hmm, it's my father. Someone gave it to him a long time ago. He looks lonely. Yeah, but it can't be that lonely if someone was there drawing him. I guess not. Suddenly, Rose cried out. She held up her finger and a small drop of blood ran down it. She made a pouty face. I'm so clumsy. She then grabbed it with her other hand. A soft glow quickly emanated and dissipated and suddenly the bleeding had stopped. What just happened? Hemero asked. Huh? Oh, it's my cue. It it heals. It's not very powerful to attack people or anything, but it heals cuts up nicely. That is incredible. I've never seen anything like it. Mum has it too, don't you, Mum? Hmm? And Mum turned round. Are you sure you don't want to eat, Hemero? It's no bother. No, I'd really better be going back. Oh, I see, that's fine. I don't want to upset your mum. She walked to the sink and started running the water to clean her hands. I don't have a mother. Hemero picked up a small wooden carving of an owl off her dressing table and slowly placed it back. Rose's mother turned off the tap and the room suddenly went very quiet. She bent down to face him, smiled and planted a kiss on his forehead. Oh, I'm so sorry, little one. I didn't mean to upset you. You're quite welcome to come and spend as much time here as you wish. Thank you, but I said I'd meet my friend Finn tonight, you know, boy stuff. (laughs) She stood up and messed up his hair. Boy stuff, eh? Well then, go on, enjoy yourself. Rose ran up and gave Hemero a kiss on the cheek and a long hug, something he'd never remembered ever having, and he suddenly found himself outside the house in complete shock. He felt like an angel had come up and blessed him right where he stood. The air felt fresher, the sun brighter, and he felt nothing could stand in his way. Every step of the way back to his house was like flying. He was so happy and was excited already at seeing Rose again tomorrow that he almost walked straight past his friend Finn, who was calling his name from across the field. Had he really been walking back for so long? 
Finn ran up in his usual plodding way, waving his arms about like a lunatic. Hemero wondered for a second if he had been waving at someone else, or warning him of something. There was no way he could miss him. Yet here he was, metres away, still waving his arms about. Glad I caught you, Finn said beneath his blonde bob. My brother had just been sent on a top mission. Should be coming back in a couple of days, so I thought, you might want to stay with me until then. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finn was often mistaken for a girl with his golden hair and fair looks, but he was a lot more violent than most boys and was notorious for getting into fights, well, and losing them. His attire was made of a ripped red shirt covered with two leather straps that held tiny needles that he fought with and which also ran down either side of his black trouser legs. The needles were given to him by his uncle, in turn had been given to him by someone uh, apparently famous. Hemro couldn't remember who and he didn't think Finn would be able to either. Your brother's on another mission already. What's it this time? asked Hemro. I don't know, something about this missing thing from the Valhalla. Come on, it's got to be better than that big lonely room of yours on the hill. Hemro thought it might be wise to find out as much as he could about the missing artefact that he was also, in a way, entrusted to help find, and so decided to walk back to Finn's house. They discussed what Finn's brother had told him already, and thought that if Milius, Finn's brother, didn't get it back, then surely no one could. They both idolised Milius. Not only was he well known for his skills on the battlefield, but his popularity with girls was often discussed within local gossiping circles. He was blessed with both beauty and brains, and yet was completely dedicated to his work as a knight of the Valhalla. It meant having to be one of the elite soldiers that would defend the land, and it was told some are even sent out as spies to live amongst the Darklands. Being a knight was the ultimate privilege, and Milius was one of the best. Finn was proud of his brother, and rightly so. Even though Milius was a distinguished soldier, his family lived in near poverty. Soldiers are not paid huge amounts, and both their parents are often away travelling across the lands, making deliveries just to make ends meet, often not returning for months on end, leaving Finn to spend most of his time looking after himself. Hemero liked that about him. No matter how much stick he got at school, no matter how stupid people might think he is, Finn can fend for himself. He's a survivor at heart, and no matter what happens, Hemero knew he could depend on him. He was also quite dependable for cooking up an amazing meal. It's a wonder what Finn could do in a real kitchen, but 
Unfortunately, their house was dilapidated, to say the least. There were cobwebs and spiders everywhere. Damp had settled into most of the foundation, and it looked like a small gust of wind might blow over the entire building. Inside, there wasn't much. Very plain furniture with plain and practical utensils. Nothing here was new, and a lot of it looked self-made. To others, it might be a depressing sight, but to Hemero, this was the closest thing he had to a home. Hemero knew that his real home was back on top of that little hill beside the Valhalla, but he didn't have anything in it except for his bed, books and clothes. What else could he put there? He ate at the Valhalla, he had no money to his name, and anything he received was given to him by others. He had no history, no identity, just stories told to him about this little village where he was born, about being a half-titan and not really understanding what that meant. So he had somewhere to live but a home? He couldn't call it that. It had been Finn's family that first accepted him all those years ago for who he was, without ever judging him by how he looked. Finn had said it was because his family was so poor that they were treated as outcasts just as much as he was. Neither of them was still quite sure why everybody in Norheath shunned Hemero. None of the other kids seemed to know either, but Finn had said that they were all told to keep away from him. Apparently, it had nothing to do with him being a half-titan, which is rare at the best of times, but it was something else. No matter how hard they would try to get answers, they'd always get the same response. I don't know what you're talking about. It was an infuriating set of circumstances, but was something Hemero had come to accept. Maybe he was just simply detestable. Nothing but a horrid half-titan that nobody wanted. A freak. A curse. Or even worse, a nobody. Finn cooked them a lamb stew that was beyond delicious. And as the blood rushed to their stomachs, they decided to head to bed early and read in preparation for the upcoming test. Hemero crawled into a made-up bed on Finn's floor from Milius's bedsheets. It was a cold night, so they didn't bother getting changed. And as they read their books in bed, all they could hear was the ticking of the clock in the hallway. Finn's room was very simple. It was made entirely of wood. It had a wardrobe, a bed, and a painting of his whole family on the wall, and that was it. Even though there wasn't much, it was more than Hemero had. After a good ten minutes of reading about the biology of Q stability, Hemero threw his book on the floor. I just can't get my head around it. How can I physically control something that I'm supposed to be feeling? I don't understand any of it either. I only just barely passed the last exam, Finn huffed. Hey, tell me that story again about old Mrs. Huffle. Again? Please, come on. It's my favourite. I'm not doing the whole thing. I'm tired. Okay, alright, please. Finn got up and blew out the lights, leaving a single candle glowing like a lost firefly. He retreated back to his bed and placed his face just above the candle, throwing shadows against the wall, trying to claw their way out of the ceiling. Mrs. Tooley loved her husband more than anything in the world, more than her house, more than her riches, and more than even herself. She was devoted to him, but there was one rule. They were never to have children. Ugh, I know all this. I thought you weren't going to do the whole thing. Get to the good bit. Okay, so when she finds out her husband had been with another woman, she kills herself. How? Who cares how? I care. You know already. Yeah, but... Okay, hanging. She hangs herself. Happy? Oh, I wouldn't say that. So one night, her husband gets a message. Hurry home. Signed by none other than Mrs. Tooley. She signed her name, Mrs. Tooley, even to her husband. 
Himro, I swear, if you utter one more word, I'm going to... Finn was cut short by a cry, piercing the sky out of the night. Like a clap of thunder, it ended before they even knew what it was. They both fell completely silent. They stared at each other. Hemero opened his mouth to say something, but another cry soon kept him quiet, this time closer. Whatever was happening, it wasn't far away. Finn, this isn't a trick or something, is it? Are you seriously asking that? No, it's not a trick. Well, not one I'm aware of, anyway. Could it be your parents? My parents? I don't even think that sound is human. They're not meant to be back for months, anyway. Another horrible scream bellowed from outside, the loudest so far. It made their blood curdle. It's a titan, Finn decided. It's a crazy lost titan that's trying to get home or something. Well, that doesn't make me feel any better, Hemro muttered. He slowly walked up to the window to see if he could see anything in the blackness that had drowned the sky. As he peered closer, a sudden deafening crash came from the lounge, and then a cry of pain. Finn! Finn, are you here? Quick, help me! They raced into the lounge to see Milius pushing a cabinet up against the front door before he collapsed, his eyes rolling back into his head. He looked exhausted, and his long white hair had been stained with some dark substance. In fact, it covered his entire body. He was wearing his black field-op outfit, at least what was left of it. Half of his top had been ripped away, and what looked like scratch marks ran up his stomach like those made by a lion or a wild beast. Whatever had happened, it had taken its toll on Minius, and it looked like he was lucky to have survived. Hemero peered back out of the window and saw nothing but darkness. But he could feel something. He knew something out there was watching him. Hemero. Hemero turned around to see Finn crouched beside Milius, his hands covered in blood, his eyes beginning to water and his bottom lip quivering. Minius had clearly been injured worse than they thought. Is he dead? Finn asked. I, I don't know. Finn started to get upset and grabbed his brother, shaking him violently. Wake up, please. Suddenly Milius's eyes opened slightly, and when he saw Finn, he grabbed him and stared right at him. You have to get out of here, he said struggling to breathe. It's the artifact. The Kalad. We found the thief, but there were others. Lots of them. They came from nowhere. Not not human nor titan. They were something else. Jack was killed. There were too many. I ran. Minnie started to cry. Jack, he... He wasn't dead. I mean, he, he was dead, but, but he was moving with, with half a face. Finn, I don't know what this is. This Khaled isn't of this world. It's evil. Another scream pierced the night sky. Emma realised it wasn't a cry of pain. It was calling others. Soon there were many of them. It was hard to distinguish where they were, but soon all the separate screams started to mesh together until they became one horrible noise. Minius clawed at his brother's shirt, saliva dripping out through gritty teeth like a frenzy had come upon him. The dead are coming, Finn. They will kill you. They'll kill all of us. Minius let go of Finn and started to grow weary again. I, I had to warn the others. What warn Theus? They followed me. They put everyone in danger. Minius banged his fist into the ground. There's no time. We have to get out of here. Minius went to stand up, 
but then collapsed back down in pain. He was practically unconscious now and Finn was in floods of tears, trying to find where the blood was coming from. Emery crouched down and grabbed them both. Then let's get out of here. If you wish to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash legacyofgaia. If you wish to skip ahead, you can actually buy the book on Amazon right now. You can follow the link in the description. You can follow us on Twitter at Legacy of Gaia or email us at legacyofgaia at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate or review us on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.